This episode of Small State Big Takes is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on the NBA playoff actions with DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Download the app now and sign up with code SSBT. That's code SSBT only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4077 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on the amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms with code SSBT. Welcome back to Small State of Big Takes. This is episode 243, um, I think. Uh, we were actually supposed to have a full squad tonight, but Stevie Bales is going to Stevie Bale on us. So here we are. We've got three today. Good turnout. Uh, regularly scheduled turnout. I, I'm i going to be bold and say at this point of the uh the program and with uh with everything going on with with everybody i think this was pretty regularly scheduled anyways we've got uh father josh and brother gilly here hanging out <laughs> on a uh monday night jbj just made a really really nice running grab i am ready to rock after a nice weekend i'm sunburned even though i was in the sun for about two hours this weekend how you guys doing I'm great. Yep. Right. <laughs> At a certain point, I was like, I'm waiting. I'm not, I'm not biting. It. it felt like a, one of those national anthem things. Where I, just, I know. Just, uh, we're both just standing there, just waiting for the other one to <laughs> freeze Nolly out. You know, someone, uh, someone that is listening right now, some certified psycho that actually listens to this, just look at their phone to see if they hit <laughs> pause on accident. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hit a dead spot. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Cell service. No, we're chilling. Mm-hmm. We're chilling. It's my yeah. I, I missed last week. I'm sorry. I was, got a little banged up last weekend. Went to New Orleans. I did not do well for the couple days after that. Um, Getting old, yeah. dude. Well, I also missed a flight on on Sunday coming back. That was the first flight I've ever missed. Whoa. Um, I was I was up for less than forty hours, but more than thirty six, something in that area, straight. Because I we did not go to bed the last night there, so I was. Uh, I was hurting. I was fighting for my life to keep my eyes open in the New Orleans airport, waiting for a 4 p.m. flight out of there. <laughs> wow. And what is that feeling like? Because that's one thing I've never done, but I'm always afraid of it. It was cool. We had an 8 a.m. flight, and then somehow we the flight left 15 minutes early, and we missed it, which is just not cool of a <laughs> of a, an airline yeah. to do. So we should have been on it, but then it was like, oh, no. And then it was like, what do I do? And I just couldn't, I don't know. I got nervous sleeping at the airport. I almost did a lounge situation to be like, do I pay for whatever lounge and just try to take a cat nap? But then I was like, nope, got to power through it. I was doing laps, looking like a zombie. But um, but no, it was 
it was tough, man. It was, <laughs> I crashed so hard on Sunday night when I finally got back to Philly, but, um, but yeah, no, shout out to New Orleans. Fun, fun town. Yeah. I, I want to go there so bad. It sounds fun, man. Bourbon street, all that good stuff. It's wild. Just drink it out in the open, open container laws are just like that, that alone. is just like bonkers. It's just like, I feel like there was never a drink not in our hands, just walking around. Which is <laughs> yeah, probably, cool. why, probably why we're banged up, but yeah. That's awesome. Good for you. I had, I had dad life. Wasn't doing much hanging around the house. That's basically what I do now. At least I get to play some video games when, you know, she's napping and whatnot. So it's, it, I love being a dad. That's a big take. Not that it's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> big take. I love it. I, I love it more than I knew I would like it. How about that? But I think oh, yeah. you've been waiting for about 10 years for this. So it's, yeah. It's yeah, long time coming, I think. Um, but I do have a confession, okay, to start us off on the sports side. All right, let's get into it. Every single game that I've watched, um, the Celtics have won. I have not watched a single game this series, dude. We need you, yeah. I think this is like a (laughs) this, this could be a Josh curse here, and I'm gonna test that theory tomorrow. Right? Isn't it tomorrow, 8 30? I think so. I got a date with my television and uh I'm gonna see if this thing can uh change. But you know what? I didn't want to watch any of this series at all just because it's the heat. And I every time I see him in the finals or in the playoffs, even I just cringe and I'm like, God damn it, 20 years of my life thrown down the drain just for a team <laughs> I don't care for anymore. Um but yeah. I don't know. Maybe if they win, I'll just convert back and I'll do the flip-flop game. But not looking good, though, for the Celtics. Tough. Tough. I, I don't know if I've ever felt lower as a Celtics fan, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> In terms of last night, I was just low-key devastated. Um, they yeah. flopped, man. Big time yeah. from what I saw. Yeah, that was a must-win. And they they led for a stretch, too. and They, they kind of had it, and then just the wheels fell off. I don't know. It's going to be, I mean, but if there's a team that can win four in a row, it might be the Celtics. I don't want to, I did, I peppered a little bet on them to win in seven, just to give myself a little bit of hope, but um, not looking great. Not looking great, to be honest with you. Both both conference finals, by the way, could be sweeps. How sad would that be? I don't think that's ever happened. I think they said it on the broadcast last night. That's wild, actually. For both of them to be potent- or sweeps, that'd be wild. Especially Nuggets Heat, are you kidding me? That's a gross finals. In my yeah, opinion, nobody watching that. Horrible markets. <laughs> Nobody's watching that. It would be like the fucking uh, Rays versus uh, Pirates or some shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You can stomach one of them against like a one of the big teams, but like both of them, come on. And you know, not to take away credit from what those teams have done because they're both obviously very, very good teams, but I don't know how many people are tuning into uh, Lakers Nuggets versus. Or uh, uh, Nuggets Heat versus Lakers Celtics, you know, right? Pretty uh, nightmarish scenario to this. You know, this is a perfect example of why sports aren't rigged. If you think about it, true. If sports were rigged, they would have found a way to make Lakers Celtics happen. Because it's been how long since we've seen that? It would, you know, there'd be a lot of. Uh, Oh, last time these two teams faced in the playoffs, you know, so many flashbacks and whatnot from 
probably the two most historic NBA franchises in history. I would, I think nobody would really argue against that. So to all the people that say sports are rigged, the shit is fixed, X, Y, Z, you know what? You're full of shit. They're also both tied at 17 championships apiece right now, which again, oh. as Celtics fan, I'm kind of, I kind of don't believe in that because the Minneapolis Lakers, I technically, I different franchise in my opinion, but whatever. Great um, jerseys though. Great blue jerseys. The MPLS. Yeah. George Mikan. Shout out to him. Remember the Mike and drill? The Mike and drill. Yep. Oh, dude. <laughs> Only the best. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I get, my feet are tired just thinking about the Mike and drill going back and forth. Just Love getting... that. <laughs> Kids don't know how to do that these days. I coached high school basketball for what? I don't know. Three years. And, dude, they hated that. They hated the repetition. But you know what? They need it. They do. They do. They all think they're a little mellow ball out here. It's true. <laughs> Steph Curry changed yeah. the whole game. Did really did. Yeah. Think about like the uh, it's it's pretty convenient how you get game changing players. Basically, each generation, when you think about it, they change the way the game is played for for so long. I don't know if necessarily you know LeBron's a top three player of all time. Nobody's arguing that. But I don't know if he necessarily changed the way the game is played like Kobe did or like MJ did or like Steph did. I disagree. The power for a point forward, all LeBron. No, Magic. Uh, well, Magic Magic, Magic was like 6'9". He's more of a true point guard, I guess, but he was still like that 6'8", six, 6'9", six, forward body height, you know? Body well, yeah, type, LeBron, but... LeBron is just a, a freak uh, uh, of nature, especially doing this at 38 years old. He's going to do it for at least two more years because, you know, he wants to play at least one season with his with his kid there. So he's, uh, he's a, a special breed of human, no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, LeBron was just so, I don't know. He wasn't Kobe. Like Kobe, honestly, was more like MJ than people. Yes, like give give Kobe. Like I, I'd almost say Kobe Bryant was the closest thing to Michael Jordan that we've ever seen. LeBron's yeah. style of play and the statistics that he can put up on a given night were MJ like. Like you're not going to see Kobe racking up like 13 rebounds like LeBron can. I mean, Kobe had some assists too, but. Again, LeBron does that too. Like he does more uh, of everything for the overall game, like MJ right. did. But I don't know. That's it's, it's just a. I think LeBron is that type of guy because you also saw like Carmelo Anthony, and I don't know. I'm kind of hard blanking. Well, these are but, more like pure scores, you know, like Melo, Kobe, like those guys perfected the art of scoring. Where, and, and to their credit. Uh, Kobe, especially, like, was a phenomenal defender for most of his career. Carmelo, not so much, but uh, they they did they did that. And LeBron, for a long time, was a phenomenal defender, more flashy than like possession to possession elite defender, right? But uh, at the end of the day, like, like you said, Kobe emulated MJ as much as he could. LeBron and Steph did his own thing. Just he was completely different. Right. And LeBron just kind of to your point again, just did everything at such a high level or is doing everything at such a high level that he is his own. But I don't know if like 
that necessarily change. I don't know. It's kind of a weird conversation to have. But what I do want to say, since we're talking about this shit, I believe someone on this program last week was giving Jimmy Butler his flowers and got mm. ridiculed and laughed at and mocked. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. not to toot my own horn, but I do remember saying, can't really sleep on Jimmy Butler, no matter who's surrounding him. And uh, I will eat my words, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I was the doubter. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Butler's insane. I mean, I literally just watched Sports Center for all the highlights and stuff, but it's... um. He somebody lit a fire underneath his ass, dude. When he came in with that Florida Panthers jersey, game one, he was like, "Yeah, this is my series." Yeah, and I I was dead ass wrong. By the way, so. you brought up the Panthers real quick. How about uh, first of all, congrats to Brooks Kepka winning his major championship again. That yes, PGA Championship winner. Incredible performance and a very very good tournament all around. John uh, Rahm but, absolutely shitting the bed, by the way. Yes, yes. Not as much <laughs> as other elite players, but he definitely shit his pants. Hard as the number course. one golfer in the world? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy that hard golf courses uh, make him he, you know, show his weaknesses. <laughs> but anyways, um, Brooks Kepko calls the Panthers the Peas. What? Did you notice that? He's a huge Panthers fan. Huge, huge hockey fan, huge Panthers fan. He calls them the Peas. Really? Wild, really? Wild, wild take. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've heard anybody ever call the Panthers the peas before uh, until he said it. He, he was like, oh, I got to go watch the peas and then wake up and play on Sunday or so, something like that. But uh, that's, pretty, forcing uh, that's forcing it. That's yeah. Uh... <laughs> right. Big time, big time force, big time force. That that was wild to me. Um, I forgot. Oh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, Panthers. Tease, all that intertwines. We can We're talk about there. We can talk about golf later, but that was a uh, that was a wild uh, thing. And Jimmy Butler, you got to give a little. I, I think you got to give credit to the uh, the no names of people because the the whole Heat team are showing up right now. As much as Jimmy Butler had like put on a performance in Game Three there, and and one after dudes, and mm-hmm. one and two, like yeah. it was really the bench that just absolutely fucking destroyed the Celtics in game four. They got anything and everything they wanted. Uh, I mean, Duncan Robinson was embarrassing you. Adebayo's had a great series. Um, it, it, yeah, they're they're just getting outmatched. And a lot of heat is coming on Joe Missoula. Who? Is he in over his head? Sure. Not going to deny that. But, I mean, these guys on the Celtics have been here for the last five years or something like that at some point you have to put blame on the players it's like i know it's a player's league but we can't keep babying tatum and brown and smart and like blame and dive you know shifting the blame onto missoula he's getting out coached obviously he's going against arguably the best coach in the league eric Spolster, yeah. at least mm-hmm. the most underrated coach in the league Absolutely. at this and at this point that the i think the secret's out about about him and what he's been able to do throughout his career but uh, if you move on from Joe Missoula, now you're in your fourth coach in fourth years. That that I don't think that's the solution. I think uh, I, I think the best way to light a fire under the Celtics team is, and I'm not saying it's easy to do, but you got to bring in someone with a KG type mentality to light a fire on them, like they did to Paul Pierce back in his day. 
Paul Pierce said, look, I don't care. I'll take that sacrifice. Just bring in someone who can do this and bring in a winning mentality. Maybe they thought they did that with Al Horford. That didn't really work out in the end. Got to the finals, whatnot. Bring in Michael Brogdon. Incredible player, sixth man of the year. But he, he wasn't clearly wasn't the difference maker. You got to bring in a difference maker. Something has to change. You can't be like the Yankees just running back the same shit every year and expecting shit to change, which they haven't done. But I personally don't think a head coaching change will solve the issues that this team has. You need stability. You need stability at the head coach position. I don't care if it's a year one guy or not. It's kind of like the Red Sox with Alex Cora, right? Alex Cora, year one guy, wins the championship. Sure, that's not where Joe Missoula is sitting right now. But the longevity of that job and just having a coach that is there is setting a culture in general. The Celtics literally do not have a culture, right? They have, all right, we're good. Oh, we're in a lull. Because you, you saw it all season long. When the Celtics were hot, they were fucking hot, right? When they weren't, they were on long stretches of losses and they were on Sports Center. Is this team going to make it? Like, uh, what's going on in the locker room? Jalen Brown's going to get traded again. And look at that. The the first rumor that's popping up after a 3 0 loss is that Jalen Brown's going to the, the uh, Trailblazers, right? It's like, they it starts with a head coach and you need to set a culture. Now, honestly, if I was the Celtics, I would just give Missoula an offer right now and say, this is, this is who we're going with. And we need to set the tone for years to come because they have too good of a team to just not ride behind a coach. Cause they don't know if he's going to stick around. And well, he's and, and cause he's young. Yeah. He's only like 38. Um, 35 part of it is like it's hard to fucking um, you know it's hard to to manage guys when you're that close in age I think Um, and maybe that's part of it maybe they just don't buy into the fact that he can be a a real leader or whatnot but we also have to remember like three quarters of the season he was interim head coach technically and when they were in first place for all that time, they people everywhere were just begging them to take the interim tag off and make him head coach already. It was taking so long. And now he gets his first touch of playoff exposure and uh, isn't having the best, obviously. He's, he's not doing great, but nobody else is doing great. Nobody else is picking up the slack. And uh, he... The Celtics in general probably could have and should have handled the head coaching situation better uh, at the start of the season with Udoka and everything. Um, It's a very unique situation. He knew what he was doing. They knew what they they had to do or what they felt they had to do at the time. Whatever it is, what it is, at the end of the day, I think I, I don't think these group, I don't think this group of players should need a head coach to motivate them to go out and win a a basketball game. At this point in their career, they've been here. They've felt the loss of losing in a finals game, et cetera, et cetera. Like they, they know what it takes to win. And the fact they are kind of just going out there with no energy, no motivation is it it sucks. That's the worst part. I think is that you just, you're not seeing any heart from a Boston Celtics team that, uh, Put Isaiah Thomas out there. 
some yeah. a guy with heart and grit and like that that chip on his shoulder and he would be giving it his all right now and we're just not seeing that effort I think and that's what sucks. Boston sports is weird because you can have all you can have this Celtics team so likable, so good, so talented, but the fact that now at the end of the season they're just not showing that effort that you want to see. Like that's what they're probably going to be remembered as. And that sucks because they're a lot better than what they're showing right now. And we all know that. I, yeah. I just yeah. feel that for the Bruins, by the way, just felt that whole state. Right. Same fucking thing. Yeah. Literally the best regular season team in NHL history. And they just came out flat in the playoffs. And it fucking sucked to see because you knew they were better than that. And they had people that, Marshan Bergeron, like those guys have been in that position too a billion times where like, how do you just come out so flat? How do you come out with no energy, no, no motivation, no urgency. And it's just, it's just so weird to see from professional athletes sometimes that it just, what obviously they do care, but it just doesn't look like they care. Like they're trying to be too cool. They're trying to be too calm or not let the pressure get the pressure should get to you. If you don't feel the pressure, then I don't know. You don't have that that mentality, I guess. It's kind of a weird situation, but that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, and I think with Missoula, too, one of the tricky things is, like, it seems like he's a Tatum guy where Tatum, like, loves him to death. And Tatum's already, like, he's kind of got him in his pocket, if you will, right? Where it, I don't know. I don't know what the dynamic is in the locker room, but it feels like, Missoula and Tatum are always on the same page. I don't know if Jalen Brown is quite the same way, or he might be the odd man out of that dynamic. Marcus so Smart, know. too. Marcus Smart has been very oh, outspoken think, about yeah. his feelings towards Joe Missoula. True. And I mean, Marcus Smart was huge Udoka to guy where they were like, I think they were like not best friends, but like real, real tight where he was like devastated. And um, yeah, no, it's just been tough. And it's, I mean, the whole thing all year. Like the thing with Missoula, which it's been frustrating all season. He just doesn't call timeouts. Oh, which yeah. It's like, it's so frustrating when you, and again, I do get it. Like sometimes you want to trust your guys and be like, all right, no, no, no. I'm going to trust uh, Jalen and Jason to like really slow things down, get it under control and rally back here. But like at a certain point, you can't do that. And it's like all of a sudden an eight to two run that should have been stopped there turns into like 15 to two. And it's like, well, shit, now we're kind of out of this game. And now we need something to shoot their ass off just to just to have a chance. So it's that's what's brutal. And again, it's it's kind of funny in a way because you just see Missoula just sitting there chewing his gum or whatever, just like looking like a deer in headlights. But um, I don't know. It's it's tough. I, I hope he and Brad Stevens have a, a couple of a big conversations uh, between today and even ahead of tomorrow's game because it's it's go time. And I know I don't know how long Missoula's signed for. I will say that I know they extended him. Technically, they gave him an extension. But I think they're weird about like coaches' contracts where they really don't announce how long it may or may not be. But um, yeah, depending on if they lose, they need to either back him or move on, right? Where you have to be like, he's our coach moving forward, or be like, we're moving on and figure it out so you can get one of the top guys. Cause that's where there are a number of jobs open right now, which is interesting. Sixers are one of them. Um, the Suns, right? They're looking for a coach. Yeah. Um, I think the Bucks. Spots. Bucks. Yes, thank you. That was the other big Raptors. One. Yep, Raptors. Yep. So Nick Nurse is out there. Mike Mike Budenholzer is another interesting one. Frank Vogel in the mix. I think he rumor was he was flying to Philly today. Um, Doc, Doc Rivers. 
Doc? No, we can't do Doc, but yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my god. That's like a classic one, too. We're just like, he's just a player's coach, right? He loves the vets. He's yep. not gonna play a rookie at all, and you're gonna have to deal with it. I, I love I still love Doc, to be honest, for what he gave us, especially too. I was like, Oh, yeah, you have to. just to be like, oh Doc, like, yeah, my first championship Celtics team I saw. But yeah, realistically, he he is what he is at this point, which is a kind of a choker, not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Um, I don't have any optimism that the Celtics could get done, but I've been wrong before. It's just hard. It's just really hard to look at the way that they played and be like, yeah, this team can win four straight right now against the Heat that just look so fucking good. So, yeah. Well, to get blown out in game three, too, it'd be different. It's like, oh, shit, like really bad luck. They lost like at the buzzer within five points at the end. Like, no, they got killed. They got, they, got... they didn't even really play in the fourth quarter, the starters. It was like, boom, it's over. Put in the, put yeah. in all the weight guys. And it was just like, all right, here we go. Peyton Pritchard, let's go. <laughs> yeah, that, it was, it was not great. I don't want to trade Jalen Brown though. I will say that I don't. I all the those trade rumors that were like Josh alluded to, like the Damian Millard uh, Lillard stuff, or even Anthony Simons. I don't want. I don't want to trade Jalen Brown. Not yeah, for. I don't, yeah. I don't think you get better by trading Jalen Brown. I. I think the time to trade him is in the past. Uh, ironically enough, remember he was uh, one of the guys that was in Jalen Brown trade discussions at one point in time was uh, Jimmy Butler back in the day, early, very early Jalen Brown career, even just like, are the Celtics going to keep this draft pick or trade it for Kawhi Leonard or, or Jimmy Butler or, you know, Jimmy Butler will never get the respect he deserves. I think for, from just trade packages like that, or whether it's, legit professional teams taking to buy Harris over him or dude that quote is so funny him in the tunnel yelling that to buy Harris over me legendary (laughs) legendary I love that it's great it's great um okay we're gonna have a brief intermission we will be right back after these after this short message Okay, we are back, and lucky you. It's just in time for the corporate SSBT minute of the pod. Brought to you by and read by Michael Gilligan. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I feel like a, a poet laureate over here. Um, shout out to our, our sponsor for this episode and, and many before and many after it, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, once again, we were just talking about the NBA uh, playoffs and Everything going on. The chase for the NBA title is well in full swing. We're approaching the NBA finals here. Get in on all the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with code SSBT, as in small state, big takes. New customers can make a $5 bet, all caps. And score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code SSBT, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Did a little disclaimer. Hope is here. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpma.org. Play it smart from the start with GameSense. Visit gamesensema.com. 21 plus, physically present in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One is one bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball. Yeah, I wonder if any of our listeners grabbed the Brooks Kepka at plus uh, 2,000 or so for the PGA Championship. Would have been a nice payday. You know, I, I actually did take uh, Brooks late um, on Sunday, and I made a little bit of money of it because it was uh, the odds didn't quite make sense. And shout out to DraftKings. They had a little bit of a boost. I think it was an 18% boost um, nice. even on the live. So it was uh, I, I think he was the favorite at that point. It might have been like minus 200, and I got it boosted to minus 170, minus 180 or something. So that was a nice little nice little needed win because the Celtics have been screwing me over. Very nice. Um, I I had a little action on Bryson DeChambeau, so I was riding that out at a plus seven thousand and uh, top five. Didn't quite didn't quite uh, finish the deal, but he was first round leader. Did not have that ticket, unfortunately, but nonetheless, still uh, there's there's nothing better, honestly. Whether you like sports betting or you like golf or you like either. Or you like both. Don't think there's a thing that is more rewarding and exhilarating than winning a golf winner. It is just unbelievable. Four days of constantly refreshing every single shot just to see if you can hit that long shot. It's been a while for me. Not gonna <laughs> lie. I don't think it's I don't think it's happened pre-tournament, anyways. Since uh, Matt Fitzpatrick last year at the U.S. Open, so some are saying I am very due. That is funny. That I, that's an interesting uh, kind of question there of what the best feeling is of like uh, of one of those uh, like a hit on a especially it's like it's long enough, right? It's not like you're just bet on a the Pirates to win tonight, and it's like oh they won, cool. Home like, run bets, home true, run, home hitting, run bets. Those make you feel like a genius. Hitting yeah, a right. home run bet makes you feel some type of way, but not as much as hitting an outright in golf, in my opinion. That's true. That's fair. Another favorite of mine, under strikeouts for like a real low total. Those feel good. Oh, like when I was the... doing that with Granky. I did it with Ashcraft recently. It was under three and a half strikeouts. It was like, it hits, and you're and like, wow. Like that, the... is, that was and... rude of me, but damn. Antonio <laughs> Senzantella, a classic. Yeah. <laughs> his, his strikeout line's like too flat, and you're like, I'm taking the under. He's not striking out two guys. Oh, and it usually hits. Those are fun. Those are fun. <laughs> For sure. Um, I don't uh, don't have anything else to say about the uh, the betting market right now. Personally, we'll see how it goes. Not not the best night for me here on this Monday, but it's a long week. It's a long month. It's a long year. I oh we the the Red Sox took a series against the Padres. That was great to see. Padres, by the way, may have climbed to the top of the most disappointing team in baseball list. What say you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I oh, yeah, I, go, go, sorry. I, I, <laughs> I, so what say you? I, oi, oi, no, it's a vote. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I guess. Uh, yeah. Most disappointing. That's a good question. Actually. I would say Cardinals are up there too. 
if you asked me two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I would say Cardinals, but they've really put it together here over the past couple of weeks. They're all like their their odds for winning the division went from like plus six hundred to plus two hundred over the last couple of weeks. Two weeks ago, I would have said yes, no hesitation, but the Padres are stumbling really bad. They're like two and eight in their last ten. They're like five games under five hundred. Just looks real bad, and uh, I think I think I go with the Padres at this point in the season. Yeah, that's fair. That division is so weird. I actually just was thinking about this earlier in terms of the Dodgers. They have been so banged up. It's crazy that they're still in first place somehow. They just lost Dustin May. They're calling up Bobby Miller, um, who has not looked good at AAA. <laughs> and they're oh. like, screw it. Let's do it anyway. We just need horses right now. So um, they're 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 a bit of a mess, too. But at the same time, they're holding on. Oh, but again, against the Diamondbacks and Giants who are above the Padres in the standings in the NLS. So Crazy. yeah, that's fair. I guess, I guess the, the Padres are up there. Phillies also a little underwhelming, but not but yeah, I, that was going to be mine. I think the Phillies, a couple teams stand out to me, the Phillies. Um, listen, the Blue Jays are having a great season, but the fact that they are last in this division right now is surprising. No matter sure. how good the AL East is super surprising to me. And quite honestly, um, there was one more. I'm looking at the standings. Damn. Uh, oh, Seattle. Like I, I was super like in on Seattle this year for yeah. whatever reason. And Played a hot end of last year too. Yeah, and you know, even the Angels. You know, you always want the Angels to be good, right? It's kind of like you want Otani and Trout to succeed as a baseball fan, but they just never do. But Texas, man, Texas is the surprise, and that's kind of throwing the whole like Western division in, in a loop here. And I, you know, I think Seattle being so far down is based on Texas success. Cause if they were even second behind Houston and you'd be like, Oh yeah, like they're still in it. Right. But you know, I think Seattle was another surprise, but definitely Philadelphia and, and the surprise being Miami in third, it's like, I, I don't know how that team is even rolling, man. I know Washington. Washington's going to be a dumpster fire for a little bit. They have a lot of yeah. good young talent, but you know, well, yeah, the, the Phillies, Phillies were... too making that run and then being like, "Ugh, just kind of." And again, it, not that it was fluky last year, but like it's not like they tore the like they just got hot at the right time. They made the wild card and made a World Series run, but like they're just kind of hovering around five hundred ish. Obviously, not having Harper yeah. for a while hurt, but. Yeah, there. Yeah, but Harper isn't everything. That team is pretty well put together. And True. even without a bat like Harper, you know, not that Harper's not a great fielder. He's a decent fielder when he's out there, but, you know, it doesn't kill your lineup. You know, it really doesn't. They have a lot of good pop and and contact now with Trey Turner, who's just having a bad season. Like Awful, yeah. actually. It, it's terrible. It's really bad. Um you know, they, they're just not putting it together. That's a team that's just really underperforming, kind of like the Padres, right? And yeah. I think I'm more surprised talking baseball about the teams that are that we all thought would be bad in a good position right now. Just in a good position, right? Arizona, two games back, game and a half back. Pittsburgh was leading the division for a while, a game back. I mean, even Miami, like I just said, in the spot that they're in, there's a lot of bad teams in good positions, even Detroit being in second place in the worst division in baseball. Um, you know, that just the Rangers. Be happening. Yeah, no, I yeah, I talked about the Rangers too. Being oh, my in bad. First place. Like, no, no, you're good. You're good. It, it's just like that is the stuff that 
is kind of the nightmare fuel for baseball. Like all, all these bad teams are like, whoa, what the hell? They're in great positions. You even like, listen, we all know Tampa Bay is good. We all know we we've known that for the last couple of years, it's just been wonky, like starting closers and, and making starters and all this stuff and long relievers. They've done things differently, but you look where they sit now. They've always been a good team and this is probably where they should be. Right. Yeah. But then Baltimore in second place, like, come on, Baltimore would be leading the entire league in any other division. Oh, yeah. The AL East as a whole is like just monstrous. It's insane. So the the Red Sox and Orioles have both been above expectations to this point of the year. Even the Rays have as well. I think the Yankees and Jay, you know, the Jays are one and 11 against the AL East. Yeah. I didn't know that. that was the Red that Sox last spooky. year. Yes, it was exactly. So yeah. Jays can't figure out how to beat this division. They're going to be in trouble this year. They're pitching as as a whole collectively not been impressive outside of Kevin Gaussman. Chris Bassett has looked amazing at times, but you look at the advanced numbers a little bit. Regression is coming, especially here tonight. I think he let up like six runs. So, I mean, the Blue Jays. I'm not sold on them personally. I I I wasn't from the start. Um, of course, I'm not a Manoa guy uh, to begin with. So, I've oh got. Oh my a... God, Andrew McCushion just got thrown out by a half a base path at home plate. Oof. Aging. Well, by Aging. the way, one team yes. that we have not mentioned that's a disappointment, which maybe we've just been so used to it for so long that we just kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that really thinks they'll put it together at some point. But these White Sox, man. That's oh, yeah, they're bad. They, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't have high like I thought they would be just the most mid average team in the world again, like last year. But oh, they that might they might be worse than the Padres. You're right. Yeah, yeah the fact that they're I like agree. behind the Tigers and Guardians and Twins in the standings, like come on, one of these years they got to figure it out. They have like guys that are talented, Gilito, Cease, and Lynn to like start a bull like a start a rotation. You'd think that'd be on paper really rock solid, but man. yeah, they've got a lot of good young talent that has like even the one to two years already under the belt, right? So that approaching year two, year three territory, those guys should be lighting it up like Vaughn, right? And in Moncada, Moncada is just <laughs> uh, hurt not, always, always, always. He's a he's a prima donna. Really, that's I can't believe I had all the faith in the world in that guy when he was in the Red Sox farm system. But, um, yeah, that's why we can't fall in love with prospects. You just can't, I guess. I guess, but it is, you know, something came to my mind about all this stuff going on. Now we have the new schedule format, right? Where we play everybody. So, I, I don't know, like, you know, we have a small sample size right now. But I really do think that this is why we're seeing some of this um, disbursement of talent in the standings. I really do, because we're playing a lot of different teams. Teams are playing a lot of different teams here. And, you know, it's not, you know, playing the Red Sox aren't playing the Yankees, you know, 30 times in a year because they're in the same division, you know, and it's not. It's just not happening. And, and some of the bad teams are actually playing some of the bad teams in other divisions, whether it's, you know, interleague or, or what have you. And I think it's, it's going to help a lot of balance in, in these, uh, in these uh, standings. 
Yeah, it's been an interesting MLB season. To your point, there, it's uh, I don't know, I, I'm curious too of like what's any any predictions right now as it currently stands of like who who do you guys really believe in? I, I, I feel like there's no real favorite, right? Like even the Dodgers are the Dodgers, but still they're so banged up. Do you really trust them to really go on a run? Um, the Rays, they're the best team in baseball record wise, but like they're throwing out Josh Fleming. Like, what do you? Yeah. <laughs> can you really <laughs> believe in a team to make a World Series run that's doing that? I don't. If I had to pick uh, anybody, to put... for me. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. Uh, if I had to put money, absolute money on anybody, it would be the Braves. That's um, fair. Where do they yeah. get these guys? I feel like they're always like, oh, we got someone coming back from like for rotate the rotation. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you'll be off the IL in two weeks. And it's like, what? And he like gives they even innings. got guys like Bryce Elder who should not be good, but like he's just shoving, <laughs> he's dealing. Like, dude is a beast, and I, I don't know. They just keep spawning these position player prospects <laughs> that come out of nowhere. They know which ones to ditch. Like Christian Pache ended up just being a total bust, jabroni, and they brought up Michael Harris, who was never really touted as like a, you know, a top elite prospect, just a defender that like basically JBJ, right? And Boom! Yeah. Here he is. He's he's hitting like crazy, and they. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. And their biggest weakness is probably just like bullpen depth. And it what is the easiest thing to shore up over the trade deadline is getting a couple bullpen arms. So, I think the Braves are definitely going to be legit. The Dodgers definitely will be legit as long as they can stay afloat and make and get, uh, you know, those guys healthy for the postseason. They'll be fine. I still think the Padres just have way too much fucking talent to be this bad. And they'll get really hot at some point in the season. Like even last year going to the playoffs, I ne- I didn't really think the, the Padres would do anything. And they they did. They, they balled out in the playoffs. So you got to give them credit there. I think that Musgrove, uh, Snell, and Darvish, one, two, three, is still pretty fucking good. Um, and hate to say it but can't let the Mets get hot cannot yeah. let the Mets get hot you cannot let the Mets get healthy because that is a bunch of superstars that are hungry as well a lot of pressure on that team a fuck ton of pressure on that team but they've got the veterans that that can kind of grind through the pressure with Scherzer Verlander um not so I'm still not sold on like Lindor being a 340 million dollar player but no it is what it is they cross that bridge um, I can't sleep on the Mets, and of course, I'm I've bought into the Red Sox hype, wild card or bust. Um, at this point in the season, I th- I think they have enough talent to get to the wild card. You just you just gotta cut bait with Corey Kluber, dude. It's just toast. Sorry, yeah. I yeah. I understand the thought process behind it. You lose Evaldi, you want to switch up the locker room, you want to get his replacement, but uh. He he let up like 17 runs yesterday and his ERA went down. So that's all there is to that. <laughs> I saw an interesting um what do you call that? Idea, I guess, on Twitter. And I'm gonna put it out there to you guys because my first instinct was to say, uh, eh, probably not. But trading Jaron Duran with Duval coming back, yes or no, to get pitching. Say no now. I think Duran's shown too much. I but Duran he, is. He might great. be the best asset though, so you might be right. Like if you want to exactly. get a guy, yeah. And you know, there's plenty of pitching that we could attach to Duran, like a Winkowski 
or or something like that to go get something that is of high high to a little bit lower than star talent um better than average uh, but not a superstar you know i don't know who that person is but it was a very interesting thought the way that duran has been producing and the type of guy he is and you know the caliber of player that he could be i mean i, think- I don't really want to trade him I don't I don't think I can do a hypothetical like that. I think I need a name to say yes or no. I would trade Darren Duran for this guy. You know? Yeah, but okay. I mean, if you want to play that game for a second, Let's I just play the game. Yeah. I, I really don't know for myself who that guy would okay. be. Okay. I've got one, it, I've got one already. Boom. Yeah. Would you trade Jaron Duran in a package to get Shane Bieber? Yes. That's tough. That's tough. Bieber's having an off year, but it's the Bieber. Time. He, he's he's not going to be twenty twenty guy. Like that guy is no. spider tack and gone. We get that much but better than Corey Kluber. I think Shane Bieber is still a very very good pitcher. I think uh, what he's got this year and next year left, or is it just this year? I, I think next this year. year, next year. Well. Yeah. I, yep. So you're getting a year and a half of Shane Bieber. I think that is a guy, especially if the Guardians keep stumbling. Another team that's been underperforming this year, by the way, the uh, mm. Cleveland Guardians. Um, I think if they're shopping Shane Bieber at the trade deadline, Jaron Duran, as much as I've enjoyed his time this year, you know, definitely bought back into the Jaron Duran fan club after being leader of the, I'll drive this guy to the airport, wherever he wants to go <laughs> last year. Um, I think I've made my amends there, but I think Shane Bieber is probably a guy that I would definitely consider at this point trading for. I, I think I agree with you because you know what, too? One thing that it's nice to have, I guess, but it is a little scary. Think about the outfield and who they have signed right now. I love Yoshida, obviously. Masataki Yoshida is here to stay. Five-year deal. Pumped about that. Not a huge speed guy. He might transition to DH later on in his career, but he's taken up a spot in left field right now. You got Verdugo for the next this year and next year. Hopefully you extend him at this point. He's looked great. But if you've got Duran in the mix, too, that's a little bit of a limiting outfield, right? If you want to go out and get crazy, get a one Soto type, which again, maybe that's not in the cards, but like if you've got those three guys locked in per se, there's a little bit, there's not, there's only so much you can do, right? Where it's like, what, where are we going to improve that lineup? Um, if you've got Rafi at third, I guess shortstop slash second, depending on what story looks like. Casas is here to stay for the time being. So I, I feel like there's a third outfielder that, that, kind of needs to go in order to make room for a potential superstar. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of open to that. And I think obviously you need another starting pitcher besides sale sales are good lately, but even that it's like, Bayo's another good like too, veteran, but like yeah. it's sale. Bayo, it's him, um, he, well, yeah, got to give James Paxton credit, especially for not pitching for 17 years or however long <laughs> it's been. He's, he's looked very solid since he's come he has, back. So. He has, but if he was, if he but that's not reliable. When he was hurt for the rest of the year, you would not be surprised. Right. Okay. I, I understand. So I yeah. think, yeah, definitely think you need uh, another reliable arm and I've got, I've got it. It just right. hit me like a ton of bricks and you're going to love me, Oliver, because Don't say Patrick I, Corbin. No, no, no. <laughs> Oliver knows who he's going I'm with the, the NL Cy Young Award winner. Yes, <gasps> I, I am. You, you know why? Because I'm just looking at I'm looking at all these teams, right? And it's like, do you think anybody's going to want to dabble in the AL, giving the Red Sox a potential like plus 
uh, going into a run here. And I would think not unless it's somebody at the lower end of the totem pole here, like, you know, one of the, one of the bad teams and not that Cleveland's bad, but Kansas city, Chicago, uh, you know, Oakland, like you don't want anybody on those teams. And so I'm just like staring at the NL and I'm like, damn, if Pittsburgh starts falling off, Mitch Keller, man, he would look real fucking good on this team. Of course he would. He would be incredible. Yeah, he would look fantastic. And you know what? They're they're down to always get young guys in Pittsburgh. And uh it's Durant's not a Charrington guy, right? But um, you know, it's part of the Red Sox system, and I'm sure Charrington sees that. So I don't know. I, I think that's a name that I really didn't think about until I just stared at it for a second, but it would be really interesting. Yeah, like Mitch Keller. I am just not convinced at this point the Pirates are interested in moving him, honestly. Because I, can't, I wouldn't. Can't, yeah, I wouldn't either. Can't can't you see the Pirates being like, okay, Mitch Keller, you proved yourself all-star break. You're the all-star in the all-star game. You're a representative, one of two or three, maybe at this point for the Pirates. Uh, because Bednar has been fucking awesome yeah. this year again, too. Yeah. But and they're like, and all right, too. and Brian yeah, Reynolds. Yeah. Brian Reynolds. All right, let's. Let's work out an extension. We want you here for the next X amount of years. I could see them definitely doing that this year with what he's because he was really good the last half of last year too. After kind of a rough start, but the the metrics look good. He added a sinker. He added another curveball. Blah blah blah. The sweeper, whatever you want to call it. And uh, then boom, they extend him. They're like, we want you here for a long time. I could see them doing that. What yeah, about uh, Lucas Giolito, by the way, as another nope. possible Duran? Well, that's nope. that's what I said about. <laughs> nope, I think but they have, really. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not a Giolito guy. I'm out on him. But they have Robert. Like, I'm just trying to think of teams that like, and not that Pittsburgh doesn't need a center fielder. They don't. They don't need a center fielder. But you know, that's what I was trying to think of too. I mean, the only other really big possible guy that I would think of, which they're in the running right now, so they would never do it, is Arizona and going to get Zach Gallon. But it would just not happen. He's too good, and they gave up way too much to get him in the first place. You know, so it's yeah. I don't. I just don't see it happening. Like center field is. You look at a lot of these teams. Center field is locked up. A lot. A lot of these teams. But you know, unless we try to talk with Milwaukee, I mean, Milwaukee. You know, Corbin Burns somebody like that but i doubt that too because he is on is he on a contract here actually nobody's close ish and they also remember when the, he was pissed off corbin burns about how they uh i think they really fought him hard in arbitration and at the yeah. beginning of spring training he was kind of ticked off yeah he's got what this year and the next year arbitration 2025 he's an unrestricted free did i mean so did i come back to happen. corbin burns talk yes you did you did he might be washed he might be washed. He, you might be right. But I'm just saying, because of the center fielder gig, like there's teams out there that just don't need a center fielder. You know, were you here when I said Zach Allen? No. Yeah. No. Well, I said Zach Allen too, but I just don't think Arizona would give him up, especially because he's the only piece on that entire fucking team. So, and they're doing good for whatever reason. So, yeah. Um, you know, it, there's just a lot of question marks. And when we start talking about this crap, but you know, I, I like to do it 
the Red Sox do need one piece and they have assets to give. And if they want to make a run here, they got to do something, especially with that Corey Gluber spot in the rotation. If they can solidify with one pitcher, that's even like a two on any other team, they are going to be just fine. So. Yeah, I agree. I also wouldn't mind an actual real person left-handed relief pitcher. Yes. Yeah. Because they are definitely I, lacking that. I hate not having Matt Strom on this team. He sucks. Okay, but no, he is a left-handed arm in the bullpen. He is viable. He Better than Deakman. <laughs> yeah. He hates Red Sox fans, though. Sure. That was Who very doesn't? clear today. Who doesn't? Did you see I mean, that? Did you see that stuff today? Yeah, no. with Travis. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, uh, Caleb Bort. Yeah, but then Matt Strom like came to Caleb Bort's defense. And Krabus's mentions. Oh. Yeah. So he does not miss being here that much. Interesting. Clear. Um, that's, yeah, those are probably the things. I, I don't have a left-handed reliever name because I don't know. Like we, I'm sure there's a couple of good ones on a couple of bad teams that are out there. Like the Tigers usually have a random relief pitcher that's really good that gets moved every year because they fucking suck. Um, thank God they didn't get Gregory Soto because I think that guy reeks as well. So, Well, I saw a guy pitch yesterday that shouldn't be a starter, or it was it two days ago. Uh, Mats, Stephen Mats, should not be a starter. Would love that guy in the bullpen. That'd be Very, would be viable. But yeah. he is not a starter, man. I mean, he had a great start the other get, uh, the other day. I think they were playing the Dodgers. Um, pretty good lineup too. But he has done shit this year, and <laughs> yeah, I think he was zero and five with like a five eight ERA going into that game. And I don't even think he let up a run in like six innings of work. So it was good for him. Good quality start for him. But you know, uh, there's guys out there that that could definitely help in the bullpen. I mean, I don't know what Ryan Yarbrough is doing right now, but I would love that guy. I don't care how good or bad he is. No, you don't. You always want him. <laughs> I always want him no you matter what. On? No idea. I'll give you two guesses. Yeah. I know. I'll give you two guesses. Um, Pittsburgh. No. American League, really bad. Really bad? Yeah. Oakland. Oh, almost that bad. Um, Kansas City. Yes. Ding, okay. ding, ding. Took three. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Ryan Yarborough team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that guy to death. Uh, Just the definition of throwing junk. Yeah. Just throw a 30-foot curveball that's yeah. 29 miles an hour. <laughs> yep. That's what he does. Love that's that. what he does best. I love Rich Hill. I miss Rich Hill. I kind of miss Rich Hill, to be honest. Oh, I'd if love we, to have Rich Hill right now. If the Red Sox had Rich Hill instead of Corey Kluber, I bet oh. they, they'd have at least one more win. At least? Because he's been like uh, Rich Hill this year. A couple, yeah, of, consistently couple of dominant Rich Hill. performance, and then a couple of why is this guy still in the majors at 45? Yep. It starts, but it's what he does, man. It is what it is. I could see him being kind of a dick in the clubhouse, so he kind of gives off that like, uh, yeah. I feel like persona. Hey. he was one of the guys that I feel like there were some quotes that were thrown out about certain guys last year. I was like, ooh, kind of sounds like Rich Hill. Could have been him. 
<laughs> yeah. I, Again. I know. I kind of agree. Hey, what I mean, about- it's like almost 15 years older than some of those guys. Not really. I guess like more like, eh, actually, yeah, probably. Close yeah, probably. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> some of them 20. <laughs> Guy like Jaron Duran, Rich Hill is 20 years older than him. That's crazy. Yeah. I was going to say, though, another interesting tidbit. Eduardo Rodriguez is out there. Oh, I'm in. Ah, uh, but are you? Yes. You got to take that contract on, though. No, That's... you wouldn't take it on. You wouldn't take on the whole thing. No, not at all. You know what? Go get Cody Clemens while you're at it. Is he still on that team? <laughs> no, no, he's, he's on, on the, the uh... Phillies. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Um, I don't. I don't. I, I'm. I would definitely be in on an Erod reunion. Uh, but yet to your point, not for the full contract. I don't think. I don't think it. it if Erod gets dealt at this point during the season, which he probably will, the way that their season's headed. He still got what three and a half season? I think it was a five year deal, yeah. right? Yes, three and a half years. Three years, forty nine million after this year is left. Yeah, I'd be shocked if any team was willing to take on that entire deal without like give while giving up any real prospect assets. That's you true. Know? Same with hey. Bias. I feel like they would do the same thing with Bias. Be like, all right, we'll we'll pay a little bit of money, just take this contract. Yeah, as much of it as you're willing to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was, reverse, though. that was a really bad offseason for the Tigers. Like, it looked like they were going to get Carlos Correa for a while, and then they settled with Javi Baez and brought in Erod, who didn't pitch most of last year. Granted, he's been great this year, but Javi Baez is just one of the worst contracts out there. Um, is uh, which McCall still the coach? Uh, the Astros Hinch. coach? Hinch. Yeah. yeah. Don't know AJ how much Hinch. longer he's got out there either. Oof, man. That's this, is, this is his second season, I think, and um, I don't know. Time might be a ticking over there. You know who I want? I want Mackenzie Gore. Give me him. Mackenzie Gore? Why would the yep. Nationals trade Mackenzie Gore? I don't know. Give me him. It's my new pipe dream. That certainly sounds like a pipe dream to me. Yeah. He's shown flashes. You know who's a, a spicy guy? I feel like he'll get dealt. Matthew Boyd. In terms of the Tigers, I feel like he's he's had flashes of being like, ah, eh. I feel like he'll be a guy at the deadline that some team will be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Like Jordan Montgomery last year? Yeah, it's like Matthew Boyd's going to be a difference maker for us. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's probably not, but. It's funny you use Jordan Montgomery because when he said Matthew Boyd, I just said, man, he looks like a Yankees relief pitcher someday. <laughs> like, that is some true. Shit, you know? You know who turned into a good relief pitcher over his career? Matt Moore. Yeah. Matt Moore was nasty last year. He's been really good this year. So did Michael Fulmer talking about Detroit Tigers. He was a starter. He was a starter. Rookie of the year, wasn't he? Yeah. How about that? That's crazy. I, I loved him when he was when he came up. His stuff. He was though, involved like... with uh um wasn't he part of there was a crazy trade at some point that was shot down because the Tigers didn't want to give up Michael Fulmer in it. Yes, I think I... I can't remember who it was damn. for. Oh, it, it was, was for Bregman. It was for Bregman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Astros wanted to get Fulmer at one point and, like, at a deadline, I think, and they wanted they were offering Bregman and they didn't take it. That, yeah, that's what it was. You know, though... Imagine. Uh, Fulmer, you know who he was, how he got to Detroit? He was traded for a a big asset that went from the Mets to the Tigers. 
Big bat. No longer in the league, but could be, maybe. Could former be. Red Sox. Former short, brief Red Sox. Was he? Steve, Steve is upset, this I guy know. that I'm talking about. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yosho. Yeah. Oh, Yonis? Yeah. Oh, my boy. He was, he was dealt at the deadline with Luis Sessa for Cespedes. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that. Luis Sessa's uh, trade lineage is something at this point, huh? Yeah, he he's a free agent now, right? No. I thought they just... <laughs> he just got signed. They... Oh, he did? Okay, they did. Where pitchers go okay. to die. If they're not already dead. Colorado. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> no, I didn't. Horrible. I didn't see that. That's that hilarious. poor fucking kid. When Connor Seabold got signed there, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah, his <laughs> career is over. Good Lord. Uh, you know, they're just like talking to their agent, like, really? Like, no other options? Are you, are you serious, dude? It's this or the or, or Japan, kid. <laughs> you know Shohei Otani's going to Mexico City if that's an expansion. Speaking of which, how <laughs> funny is that Trevor Bauer not only is just getting destroyed in Japan, but got sent down to the minor leagues of Japan. And yes, it's still it getting rocked. Turns out pitching in a batting cage to YouTubers isn't exactly the same as pitching against professional baseball. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny. Eating him alive. I thought that was fake when I first saw it, to be honest with you. I was like, no chance. Like, holy shit, this is real. Yeah, I had to double check it. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's it. Life comes at you fast. I wonder if he'll be back. I, I, I thought he would uh, be back. I thought yeah, it would at one sure. point too, but if you can't pitch to minor leaguers in Japan, I don't know, man. Yeah. Might be toast. Yeah. Um you guys have any closing takes here as we wrap up? Mm. <laughs> I think closing take. Ramon Lariano is finally gonna get traded. You think this is a year Lariano <laughs> is finally fucking I, I think so. I, I'm coming out Where? of left field here. Where do you think he's hmm, who's a contender that could use him? Dude, he could be a brewer. I was gonna big say, time. He he might be a Dodger. You think so? Might be. Oh. Huh. I feel like I the feel Dodgers good. would take him in because someone, three other people are gonna get hurt. And yeah. he'll be like pre steroid suspension Gloriano, where he's like 30 30. Yeah. Because of course he is. It's true. I could also picture him as a Yankee for some reason. Yeah, I Ooh. that would make me upset lie. too. That was the first team I thought of, but I didn't want to say it. Especially with Aaron Hicks out of the mix, and who knows with what I don't know, Harrison Bader. I feel like they're probably like, what do we have here? I mean, Harrison Bader was their best hitter in the postseason. True, true. But I just yeah, he just can't stay healthy though. No, he can't. And he's not actually that good. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly. All right, my my big take: Celtics in seven. I believe, for better or for worse, I'm All gonna right. be so sad when they don't. But I had I to put it alone. out there. I think you're alone there. Big take. <laughs> it's Jordan Spieth week. I said it before. I'll say it again. He's gonna get a win in Texas. Injured wrist to be damn. He'll he'll get the dub this week. Shout out to Will Zalatoris. Willie Z. Yeah, hopefully his back surgery went well, and we'll see him next year. Yep. I do miss Will Zalatoris. Yes. I'm a, I'm a Willie Z guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, and, nobody puts like him. 
And no, no, nobody, <laughs> nobody but physically I, can. <laughs> yeah. Before we sign off, I just want to state again for the record, the fact there are two professional golf leagues just fucking sucks because we should be seeing competition like we just saw every single week, but greed split it all up. So that fucking blows. That's all I got. We will talk to you next week. Maybe with a full cast. We'll see if Stevie Bales decides to Stevie Bale on us again, but until, <laughs> until next time. Peace. Later.